welcome back, welcome back to the Plugged In Show. I'm your host, Dave Making, aka D Making Moves. And I got some very, very special guests in the building. These gentlemen have uh, what a lot of guys around the city would like to call, like they got gifted hands, man. They, they blessing people, they pulling guys um, from their lowest point, you know what I'm saying? Refreshing people's looks, refreshing how they feel, like it's much, much, much more than a haircut. Um, but I got two of the top barbers in Indianapolis, Indiana with me today. Um, and this is very important at a time like right now where a lot of y'all is at home, fellas, y'all at home and, and y'all looking real, real raggedy right now. Hurting. These are the guys that you need to get in tune with to get your life back on track today. At least for the next two weeks. At least for the next two weeks, you know what I mean? But uh, I'm going to stop gassing this so, so much. I'm going to let these guys introduce you and we're going to get into it. Um, my guy. I appreciate you pulling up today, man, but uh, I know who you are, man. Tell the people who you are, brother. Uh, Drew the Barber, uh, a.k.a. Extraordinary Gent on Instagram. Extraordinary Gent. Yup. Check it out. Hey, I appreciate the introduction, too, by the way. That was nice. I'm Tyler the Barber, Mr. Marzullo on Instagram. Appreciate y'all, man. So, um, when I tell you that it's a lot of people that cut hair, but what I've seen just based off of drew and tyler's portfolio they not just the guys that got the clippers that they need to get the job done these guys are taking it to a whole nother level and really giving you an experience you know what i'm saying when you come and get your hair cut by them they can do any style they're gonna give you the full out like the full out experience so let's kind of take it a little bit back to the beginning you feel me um and kind of ease people into where you all are at today so uh drew and tyler um starting with you drew um where are you from originally and how did you get into barbering bro uh i'm from indianapolis indiana i was raised on the east side and um i got a lot of barbers in my family mm -hmm. um but really the way i got into it is i had a beard when i was like 12. <laughs> okay. And my dad, my dad couldn't grow a beard, so we go to the barber shop or whatever, and uh, you know they'd lean me back in the chair and hit me with the hot towel and shave me and all that shit. And my dad's like, "Bro, my haircut was ten dollars. Your haircut twenty five. I'm buying you some clippers for your birthday. You're not gonna keep doing this. You know what I'm saying? And then after that, you know, I just started cutting uh, football team. I cut classmates and. You know, I was always going to school and my hair was on point and people just wanted to know. Mm -hmm. And then before that, you know, I was... Uh, so around what age, what, uh, around what age did you get started? Uh, I would say about 13 is when oh, I really okay. started cutting hair. I didn't really take start taking it serious until I got into my 20s. Okay. Because uh, I really okay. needed to start making some money, but... Mm -hmm. what, what about you, Tyler? Yeah, so I'm from uh, Indianapolis too, born and raised, lived on the Far East side up until I was old enough to get my own place basically mm -hmm. um so i started cutting hair basically so my mom she cuts hair my mother so she always had a bag of clippers laying around the house and eventually i just you know what i mean i wanted my hair cut and didn't feel like waiting on nobody so i just started first trying to line myself up a little bit and then as i got better you know tapering my hair stuff like that all my friends are like man can you cut my hair too so then i started cutting their hair and then started charging a little bit and then you know, for a long time, up until I would say I was about 20, 
22, 23, it was just kind of like something on the side, something to do. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when I met Drew, so me and him, I was already on that, like, man, I want to start cutting hair professionally. And he was kind of getting, just starting to, you know, I want to cut hair professionally. And he kind of inspired me, man, seeing him go from, because we worked together. That's we met, you know, at Honda, building cars together, just, you know, on some regular stuff. And when he left there and started, you know, pursuing it all the way, and I really seen, like, man, this stuff really can take off. And that's just what we've been on ever since we met, really. Like, we're going to take over this barber industry in Indianapolis. That's what's up. You know? Nah, nah, nah. That's that's what's up. That's a hell of a story. I wanted to even hit on one thing that you said. So, you said that your mom's, she was the first one that really had the barber equipment and stuff like that. So, did she teach you or you just seen it and then it was like, all right. So she, she did teach me, but not back then. Okay. Like now she's taught me some things. I'll go to her and be like, or I'll just go watch her work and be like, okay, this is how you use the scissors in this way, you know? So she taught me a lot of stuff I would say, but from the get go, it wasn't like she mm-hmm. taught me or inspired me to do it. It was just, like I said, the Clippers was laying around the house. I wanted to cut my hair and then I just, I just got good at it real quick. So. Right, right, right. Now, man, um, this whole industry uh, of what Barber has evolved into, I feel like over the last couple of years has been real, real interesting to watch because I remember back when haircuts was 10 bucks. You right, know right, me? right. And it seemed like um, over the last maybe like seven, 10 years, the price then probably like triple or quadruple <laughs> or something, <laughs> yeah. something like that. Um, would you all be Hold a professional? They still got ten dollar haircuts on each side somewhere. So you still can't get it for the ten. Yeah, is that yeah. the barber college? It's gonna look like ten. It's gonna look like ten, but it's they got some ten dollar cuts out there. <laughs> yeah, I know they was doing it for ten at the barber college, but uh, from y'all perspective of being like professionals in this game, what what happened? You know what I'm saying? Like we are end consumers on the other end. Like it's a lot of people that didn't pick up the clippers and, and get the skill set. But what happened to the industry that made the price quadruple like that? I'll start with this. Um, you know, the last probably 10 or 15 years, everybody started wanting to be like work for yourself, mm-hmm. invest in yourself. And uh, that comes with a self image. So if you're going to invest in yourself and spend $200 on a nice pair of dress shoes, $400 on a nice suit, you can't have a $10 haircut. Preach. You know, and then men have become more uh, inclined into like the way they look, their appearance, just because of social media. Mm-hmm. Now, a bad hair day used to just be a bad hair day. Now, if you're having a bad hair day, I can take a picture of you, click, post it. Look at this dude's hair. He's supposed to be somebody. Looking but look crazy. at this. He's looking crazy. You know, so now it's like I don't want to get caught slipping. I got to stay fresh. There's always something to do. Uh, if I work for myself, I got to stay fresh. Most of my clients that come every week are the, are the guys that are always in people's face. They got a lot of clients. They sell cars. They're lawyers or doctors or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there's some people that only come like once a month, but most for the most part, a lot of people want to come every week, even if they're just getting a touch-up so they can stay clean and nobody can ever catch them sleeping. I can attest to that. I, can, I feel like anybody that get their hair cut on a regular basis and you used to get it every two weeks, you really want it every week. Right. But, you know what I mean? Right. Um, that finance issue, you know what I mean? Like a quality haircut is, is definitely becoming something that's a little bit costly, but 
um, it's an investment. You know right, what I'm right. saying? It's an investment in your appearance and and how you present yourself is definitely key. Uh, what, what what's your thoughts on that, Tyler? Like what you just said, quality, man. Quality. There's, I just feel like there's two types of barbershops and there's two types of clients. Okay. You know, there's the barbershops where you can go in, you can pay the ten, twelve, fifteen dollars. It's gonna be a twenty minute cut, and it's gonna look like it only took fifteen, twenty minutes. But the, usually the clients that go there are the people who really don't care too much. They're just like, I need a haircut. Right. And they don't, Or you can go, you know, something like work rate where you go, it's an experience, like you said earlier. It's, you know, you come in, you're going to spend 40 to to $100, depending on what you're looking at. And your haircut's going to look like that, though, when you leave. And it's not going to be in there for 20 minutes. You're going to be in there. You're going to have a relaxing experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not just going to get a haircut. You might get a drink. You know, you're going to get a hot towel put on you. Might have a female come up your shoulders for a couple minutes. Okay. You know, it's just an experience. So that's where you're going to get into, you know, the forty, fifty, sixty dollar haircuts instead of a ten dollar haircut. And not only that, but the people that care about their image, the people that are walking in and out of the shop, mm-hmm. the people that you're surrounded with, the people that are chilling in the lounge waiting for their cut, those are lawyers, those are doctors, those are people that you can leverage you can leverage my clientele as well as i leverage my clientele okay you know what i mean okay. so if you're going somewhere and you're paying ten dollars for your cut it's the same thing if you're going to chili's and you eating two for 20. you're not going to meet nobody that's going to take you to the next level you're not going to meet nobody you can really network with you know what i mean that's why i like to eat at the nice expensive restaurants because every time i go i get a client and they're not going to come in my shop looking for a deal right. they already know i come to your restaurant spend two three hundred dollars when you come in my shop that's what you're gonna spend. Maybe not two, three hundred, but it's gonna be top dollar. So, and so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that everybody is keeping up with everything that's being said. They dropping a lot of gems on us, and that's why I said it even in the beginning of this interview. Uh, you guys are definitely doing a lot more beyond just you know providing those barber services. You curating an experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean for uh, a certain. Um, type of person that is looking for like that elevated experience and but not only that you know what I'm saying that quality haircut so let me dive a little bit deeper into like what this thing is that y'all have created so what's the name of the shop and then um what goes into you guys experience okay the name of the shop is xg groom room and lounge mm-hmm. xg stands for extraordinary gent it's okay. just a brand that i've kind of built over the years and then me and Tyler just decided to share that brand and take it to the next level. Um, from a client's experience, walking straight in the door, to your left, you got a nail tech. To your right, you got an esthetician. Okay. And then you got some dope-ass barbers in the back that are going to give you a full service. Whatever haircut you want, shampoo, shave, and then if you want to chill in the lounge, you can. If you're one of those clients that come every week, you can buy a package. The package includes a full service haircut every week and a drink every time you come, as well as access to our lounge where you can have small get togethers. If you ever want to have a business launch party or just something where you want to just have the fellas come and, or if you want to have a bachelor party, you can come and all you guys can get your nails done. We'll have a haberdasher in there, you know, every other week teaching guys how to spice up their wardrobe. You know, just okay. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Just, uh, just a high-end experience. You know, you know, no drama, no, no bullshit. You know, you can. It's still a place where you can kind of 
talk shit. It's not one of those barbershops where you got to come and watch your mouth. There ain't going to be a lot of kids, kids walking around and right, right, right. stuff like that. So, Grown man it's shit. A, it's a straight up gentleman's lounge. You know, you can come and get your hair cut as well as enjoy the experience and the surroundings. Okay. Okay. Now that's that's fire cuz and you don't see that at the 10 15 dollar, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't you don't see that at all. So, uh just so the people are aware of what you all are packaging and putting together with this barber experience. So you said we got an esthetician on deck. We have a nail tech on deck. Um, when it comes to like the shampooing and different things like that, are you all handling those services, or y'all got somebody else like doing it? Well, when when do the females come in? Like when do you know well, we saying? have an we have an assistant and that okay. that's like a shop receptionist. Uh, she's kind of like a chair tender. Uh, if you're in a chair and you need some water or you want to book your next appointment before you leave or anything you need, she's got mm -hmm. you. You know what okay. I mean? She's sweeping okay. up the hair. She's shampooing our clients. If I can't get to them, I like to shampoo my clients out, mm -hmm. you know, um, just because I've been doing it for years and I, I just like to do that. But if I'm running behind or if she's, you know, can help out, obviously, you know, she, she'll kick in. But, um, you know, we're just making sure that our clients have the same experience across the board, no matter what barber they go to and eventually no matter what location they go to. I like to kind of... Uh, run parallel to high-end restaurants like Ruth Chris. When you think of high-end, you think of really nice restaurants or a really nice hotel. Right. And I, whatever, like a super nice hotel, whatever location you go to in the world, it's supposed to be the same experience. Just right. like Ruth Chris. Whatever Ruth Chris you go to, it's going to be the same high-end experience. And I want that to be my brand and my barbershop. Right. Consistency. Yeah. Consistency is key, especially in this industry. And that's, I think this is a good um, point that y'all bring up because consistency across the board in the barbershop is something that uh, is is not the easiest to maintain. This is how you end up where you got to do, you know what I'm saying, over to the side, like nobody want to get in his chair. But I think stuff like that a lot of times affects the vibe or the whole feel of the entire shop. So with you two, um, I know where you guys' skills are at, but do y'all have other barbers and then when you all do get another barber, what are y'all doing to make sure that that standard of quality is maintained? Because everybody got their own style, but what how do y'all go about rating it or seeing if they worthy to be at y'all shop? Well, first of all, I mean, we already we do have three, possibly four barbers right now. Okay. We have a, we have a total of seven chairs at the shop. Okay. Two for me and Drew, we have five extra chairs. So we do have three, possibly four of those filled. And as many people as we've had, you know, inquire about the spot, we look, we look at a lot of things, not just your haircuts, you know, not just your image. We sit them down. We get to know where they're, what their goals are, mm -hmm. you know, how level-headed they are. You know, like I said, it's not just about can they cut hair. You know, a lot of barbershops you go and a lot of barbershops owners, they'll know, they know if somebody comes and wants to rent that chair, they're going to rent it to them before... You know, as long as they're giving them that money every week, and that's not what we're, we want to build a team, you know, like a family pretty much. Right, so, right, right. we looked into a lot of stuff with these people that we are having in the shop, um, and they are, I wouldn't say they all have their own style as far as cutting, because um, that's another thing too. We want somebody that can not just do one thing, we want somebody who can cut all types of hair, somebody who can use exactly. the razor, somebody who, so everybody we have can do all of the above. And that's why, that's one of the reasons we have them. 
for sure, for sure. What about you, Drew? Is there anything that you you putting people through any type of uh, competitive events you or hoops you got? I'm not real big to? on uh, like barber competitions or anything like that. I just I like to stay educated. I feel like okay. if you stop learning, that's when you stop growing. So I'll always uh, reach out to uh, barbers that you know offer services that may I, that I may not offer. As far as like uh, the waxing, we're getting getting into that. Uh, even though we have an esthetician, I mean, just like ear waxing and nose waxing at the chair okay. at the station is something that we can knock out pretty quickly. Um, and just you know, educating my guys, making sure everybody's on the same page. You know, I feel like you know if I put you on or if I teach you something and you don't do it better than me, then we're not trending. We're going down. Right. Right, if right, you right. come after me and you're worse than I was, mm -hmm. then we're going down. If you come after me, you need to be better than I was. That means we're going up. You know what I mean? So, so, um, cause I know that I know for a fact, um, we got some barbers and aspiring barbers that um, have tuned in to the show, to the podcast. So, just to make this as practical as possible for them, if I'm a barber and I'm trying to get down with you guys. I'm trying to, you know, get off the far east side. I'm trying to take my talents downtown. I'm ready to cut hair for the Pacers or at least be, you know, in that conversation in that realm. Um, what do I need to pull up on you guys to get the process started or get you all to even, like, look at me and see if I have what it takes to cut in you guys' shop? Well, I will say that you just have to have an open mind and you got to be willing to learn. And you have to just be able to see the overall process and then understand where I started was the same place as where you started. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, you got to have ambition. You know, I, I'd rather have somebody that, you know, their cuts need a little bit of work, but their personality and their, their ambition and their drive is, you know, impeccable, like where, where I needed to be. Because you can teach somebody how to cut hair. But you can't teach somebody really how to talk to people or how to relate to people. And that's really the most important thing is building that relationship with your clientele. That's where you're going to make the most money. That's where you're going to actually make a name for yourself, build a brand, and be able to actually open your own spot one day. Mm -hmm. And I, I always talk to my barbers and tell them, like, I know that you want to open your own spot one day. Or I know you want to, you know, actually branch off. And that's the plan. We know that, you know, we're, who wants to work for somebody for the rest of their life? Nobody. Right. So I'm not even looking at you as a dollar sign. I'm looking at you as a as a opportunity to um, kind of pass the torch mm -hmm. and um, grow my brand outside of the chair. You know what I mean? I, I know exactly what you mean. And you also just made me think of another thing that I've seen kind of arise in barbershops. And Tyler, maybe you could um, speak to this. So when you are in a barbershop and you got a couple different dynamics going on with different barbers and things like that um let's just say for whatever reason you know standards is maintained on the quality tip but um when you do have a situation where a barber isn't getting as many bookings in the barbershop is usually also a free open conversation environment to where you got guys getting joked on and XYZ and then you know you got tension and different stuff like that in the mm -hmm. barbershop. Have y'all ran into any type of stuff like that? Because this is all stemming from uh, you know I don't know if it's popularity or it's just a quality thing but there's other dynamics 
that come into play when you run in the shop, I know, as y'all know. Right. Yeah, and like especially because a couple of our barbers are really young, mm-hmm. so they're still trying to gain clients. So I, I wouldn't say it. It can be definitely like a popularity type thing. I think with our situation, it's more of, um, and our young barbers, I mean, their their hands are magic. Like it's not like they don't, they're not good enough, but they're just still gaining those clients, and mm-hmm. especially moving downtown. You know, you got one guy coming from the south side, one guy coming from the east side. You know, they're used to people, you know, usually you go to a barber that lives close to you or you don't right. want to drive across town. So that's another way, you're gonna, another thing that factors into having to gain new clients when you move somewhere like that mm-hmm. and you're charging more. You know, you might be going from charging $20, $25, now you're charging $40, $50. You're going to lose a lot of clients like that too. But uh, it's funny because me and Drew actually had this conversation earlier, just a few hours ago. We were talking about how, you know, we're going to be getting so many new clients down here too that we'll be able to pass our clients over, some of our clients, you know what I mean? So somebody comes in, or it's just one of the things, like I said, we're gonna be like a family. So if I see you over there sitting and you're not getting no clients, or you haven't, you've cut one head today and I've cut six, you know, I'm definitely, I'm throwing you some clients as soon as I, soon, you know, and Drew would do the same thing. So I feel like that's kind of one thing that's gonna set us apart too, us being a family like that and not, you know, some barbershops are gonna be in competition and oh, my cut was better or right. oh, I got more clients you today. How much did you make today? I made this much. Nah, we're not on that at all. So I think that's one thing that's definitely gonna separate us. And that's why our, you know, our barbers wanna be a part of us too. They see when we talk to them, we tell them that straight up. You know, no matter what, we're gonna make this work for us and for you. Right. And if it's not making sense, we're going to make it make sense somehow, you know. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I, just from what I, my experience, I know that that's definitely you touching on some things that you don't really uh, see or you don't know if the people that's running the shop have these type of things in mind. You feel me? Right. But I've definitely been in shops where I've felt the tension. I'm like, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that this is not something that the customer is supposed to be. You know, in the know on, you right, know, right. In, terms, in terms of like what's going on on the inside business. But uh, being downtown, I know that also brings y'all um, a more high-profile clientele. Mm-hmm. I'll put it like that. So when you start talking about these $40, $50 price points, that's not a problem for some of the people that you all are servicing down here. Would you say, like, this is the most ideal area for that price point? That's my first question. It's two-part of the joint. So does the price point work better for this area? And then two... Who are some of the people, um, I guess, like notable people or things like that kind of around the city that you all are taking care of right now? I like to keep that uh, kind of private. You know okay, what I mean? okay, okay. That's okay. one thing that, you know, that's one thing that a high-end client really appreciates about his barber is the okay. confidentiality uh, of the service. You know, I have a um, shop in Broad Ripple that I used to cut at, uh, and I live downtown so i service a lot of people downtown but i was making house calls and i always told them you know one day i'm going to open up a shop down here and i won't have to come to your office or come to your studio you can just walk into my shop and uh it was one of those things where when they were doing the house calls they get so comfortable and they're just like they can talk about anything and it becomes more like barber therapy than anything you know so um when they come into the shop it's the same thing so that's why I try to make sure everybody's on the same level. Everybody knows the level of professionalism that I like to keep. Um, and actually, the shop is pretty big. So if I'm talking to my client about something, Landon can be talking about his client about something way over there. And we yeah, won't, you know what I mean? Okay. Unless it's a, uh, you know, 
shop-wide joke that everybody is in on, it's probably going to be pretty cl- pr- pretty private, be just between me and my client, you know what I mean? Okay. And most of the time, my dudes are sleeping in the chair, so. Right, you right, right. That's, yeah. If you're not asleep you when you get cut, you know what I'm saying, you might need to come to XG. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Your mind right, get your mind right. Okay, okay, okay. And I definitely uh, respect, you know what I mean, you know what I'm saying, keeping like your more high profile clients um, to yourself. I think that that maybe again, guys, you know what I'm saying, that's another gym. And barbers, you know, these are some of the things that if you're doing it on that level, it's not some of the information the last you like thing, to share like that. The last thing an NBA player wants to hear when you cut his hair is, man, what was y'all doing out there last night, man? I- Man, I be uh, I be betting on y'all, man. You, you ain't had no points, or you ain't. You know, it's like what? Mm-hmm. And me, honestly, you know, it's kind of weird. But I don't really watch sports that much. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of helped me because I don't interview my clients when I'm cutting them. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, they play baseball. I don't matter what they play. I, I didn't see the games. So I don't know. Like they just want to be treated like regular dudes, man. And a lot of people get to you know taking pictures and pop. Like I got a lot of. High profile client, pro, high profile clientele that I just don't take a picture of, and they mm-hmm. feel like, damn, I, I could have sworn this dude was gonna take a picture as soon as he walked in, you know, or something like that to use that as clout. And you know, I try not to chase; I like to attract. So, you know, that is only gonna bring me more high pro, high profile clients if they know, yo, this dude's solid. He not gonna shout you out. He not gonna, you know what I mean? It's real low key. And they want to be a part of a, you know. I feel it. I feel it. One other thing that you kind of just had brought up, um, but I wanted to get both of you guys' perspective on. You said the term barber therapy, right? And today you kind of got a lot of people, um, you know, whether they're dealing with anxiety or depression or just the stress from the work day. Um, it could be a lot of different things. But... Uh, I personally, and I know a lot of men have always looked at their barber or uh, being at the barber shop as the place where you can relax, you know what I'm saying, kind of take a little nap or, you know, to talk about whatever is on your mind to speak freely more than anything. Um, what's y'all perspective on this idea of barber therapy? Do y'all feel like y'all serve that role for a lot of y'all clients? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because... You know, and even sometimes when you don't even know a client that well, you'll get to hear them talking about stuff where you're like, you know, stuff they don't even probably tell their wife or their best friend. It's just one of them things that kind of goes with it. I feel like, like you said, it's just kind of barber therapy. When you sit down, you just almost like stuff just starts flowing out of your mouth. Like you just feel comfortable with that person, you know, and that's, you know, that's our job too, to make you feel comfortable, you know, and to relax you and, you know, that's part of the experience. But yeah, definitely hear some stuff, man. (laughs) Uh, but yeah like I said it's just I think it's just part of them being so relaxed and so comfortable while they're in the chair Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay 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 so man new terms new experiences Uh, everybody needs to be tuned in and tapped in with what Drew and what Tyra got going on but tell them a little bit more one more time about where they can tap in with you guys in the movement tap in with the shop XG, um, give them all of it, like the address, the Instagram, all that information. I want to make sure that people are able to tap in and, and get a part of this experience. You were located at 417 East Ohio Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46204. You can call me at 667-6249. I'm on Instagram 
as Extraordinary Gent or XG Groom Room. And Tyler's on there as Mr. Marzullo. Hit us up, let us know, show us your work, and come ready. Because we're ready for you. And we got a lot of people that are ready for a haircut. For sure. On the back end of this, um, we're going to have to pull up on you guys, like in y'all element, and really capture, you know. Right, right. I know that Landon said he's gotten some content, some dope content, but um, I'm going to have to pull up with Landon and uh, I'm going to have to hop in the chair and get, get this experience. You don't have myself. to. Yeah, we got yeah, an area too that it. we plan on staging for something like that, like an interview okay. type thing. Um, but yeah, we That's can kind of see what's going on. Cause yeah, like I said, it's kind of hard to explain. You just have to come and see, but we have a whole area dedicated to just a lounge. Okay. Not necessarily just like a party bar, but just like when you come in before or after your haircut, if you want to sit down in the lounge, you know, sit on a high-end couch, nice artwork, have a drink, have your favorite whiskey or your bourbon or a glass of wine. You know, that's kind of set up for, like I said, part of the experience. But uh, but yeah, we could definitely do something, set it up in the lounge and. You know, do a little, all right, little interview or whatever. Okay, okay, landing. Gotta make that mm -hmm. one happen. Yeah. Make that happen. But man, I appreciate you guys for coming down and taking the time and, and share not only um, what you all are, what you guys are doing with XG, but just like some of y'all knowledge, y'all experience, and um, how like that's what people don't be trying to share. Mm -hmm. They don't want to share how they doing so well or how they doing what they doing. So for you all to be open. Um, and making yourselves available like that. I thank y'all, and on behalf of the audience, man, I want to thank you all. Hey, we for appreciate out. you having us. Let me just leave with this though: if you close your hand, you might not let go of no knowledge that you got, but you also not let nothing else in either. So you gotta be stay open and always learning, because if you're not learning, you're not growing. Preach. Period. We gonna edit on that right there, man. I appreciate y'all.